Yeah. I'm digging the pre-game music right there. Welcome to the NBA Give and Go podcast today. This is your host, Preston Johnson, and I'm here with Seth Aykroyd. How are you doing today, Seth? Good. This is our first podcast, so it's a little um, out of the ordinary. We've never done this, so I might start laughing, but we'll uh, give it our best shot to make it interesting for you guys. Yeah, so we decided to start this new podcast about the NBA for, you know, average fans that want to listen to other average fans, and we aren't professionals, and we don't know more than anyone else, but we thought we'd give our opinions to you guys, and hopefully you like what we have to say, and we would love to have emails from you guys on what you think um, you would like to hear about your ideas and things you like or dislike about what we have to say or the topics we discuss. Um, yeah, and I just don't think you need to be an ESPN analyst to like have valid thoughts. So I think this is another reason we're doing it because there's a lot of people out there that know a lot about basketball, but they're not on ESPN, but they still have good ideas. So this is kind of another reason we're doing it. And so our email is NBA Give and Go at gmail.com and so you can email us there we'll read all our emails and we'll definitely mention you on the, the next podcast we're going to try to do this podcast weekly um, so it's regular and if people like it we may end up doing it more than that um, for that introduction music I just want to thank podcastthemes.com for the music that was great I really like that, and I think we'll keep using it. Yeah. So we just got done watching the All-Star Game and All-Star Weekend, and we were just going to discuss some of the things we liked and some of the things we didn't like about it. So I don't know if you noticed this, Seth, but did you? what did you think about it being in Orlando? Do you think the fans really enjoyed having the All-Star Weekend there? Well, I watched some of the dunk contest, and... Maybe because it wasn't that exciting, they weren't really into it. But then I watched the All-Star game today, this Sunday, and it didn't seem like they were really interested in it. Like, I've seen other cities be more excited about it. Yeah, I didn't hear too much cheering, too much people going wild or crazy over the events and games. So I just, I don't know if it's because they're sad that their team's going to fall to pieces in the next couple of weeks. I mean, they didn't even seem to care about Dwight too much when he was doing his intros and things. I didn't see the fans really care about him. Um, <laughs> but hey, we know how you feel. We lost Darren Williams. I'm a Jazz fan, and uh, we kind of suck right now, so you know it happens. So Dwight might leave, but don't lose faith in your team. Yeah, and so for the All-Star Game in general, I actually um, really enjoy the All-Star Game every year. Um, I usually plan my weekend so I can try to watch all of it. And the first quarter of that All-Star game was really exciting. And then the only thing I don't like about it is I just feel like they just, they're just they really careless. So they throw the ball around a lot, and it just or they throw it away. And it's just, I wish they took it a little more seriously. Um, but of course I do like that you know, they do have a lot of good offense and a lot of dunks, and it's exciting. And I don't mind the bad defense. I just wish they didn't throw the ball away as much. And uh, we noticed that the starters made it more exciting. 
when like the people that they're good, they have good stats, but they're not like really athletic, like Kevin Love or who else was in there, Tony Parker and Gasol and Aldridge. It wasn't exci- as exciting because they just kind of shoot shots and play like fundamental basketball, nothing like above the rim, which I guess that's why all those players got voted in as starters because they're exciting to watch. And it kind of got boring what, around the third quarter, start of the fourth, and then as soon as LeBron started hitting those threes, the game got really exciting. And that's what you want to see in the All-Star game. You know, I don't care what people say. I think it should be a close game at the end. And I liked that it was close and that LeBron James really stepped it up and shot a bunch of threes. And he really took his game to the next level to make it a close game, an exciting game to watch. Um, and we think Steve Nash is trying to impress someone with his haircut because he wants to get out of Phoenix. That's just a thought. Yeah, and when he came in, I was just wondering, I was like, did Steve Nash get a haircut just for the All-Star weekend? Or do we just not watch Phoenix because they suck now? Or has he had this haircut for a while? Because I don't, I don't know what was going on with Steve Nash's hair, but he looks better when it's longer. Um, I guess what I have to ask Seth is what do you think can make the dunk contest better? Is there any solutions that, because this one really was not too impressive. I don't know, because I've seen a lot of dunk contests and it seems like they kind of get repetitive after a while. You see someone jumping over someone or doing 360s and all that. The only ones that really stand out to me are when Vince Carter was in it and... Um, I think there's a couple other good ones in the past years, but over the past years, they haven't been that cool. Um, especially this one, it seemed pretty weak. I'm glad Evans won and that he was in it because uh, I like him. And I thought his second dunk was cool when he dunked both basketballs, but other than that, there wasn't anything too cool. Um, one solution could be to get like big-name players in it, um, like LeBron or Dwight again, or I think Andre Iguodala would actually be good too. He's been in it. And maybe having people with bigger names would uh, help get people more excited about it. Because I know not a lot of people know about Jeremy Evans or Budinger or who else was there, Derek Williams and Paul George. Yeah, it seems like that really does make the big difference because um, Blake Griffin obviously had a huge hype. And what happened? He played big. He had some really good dunks that we hadn't seen before. We had Kenny Smith talking him up like crazy last year. And I think really getting the big-name players in it is going to be the key. And if they can't do that, they really should probably stop having the dunk contest. Um, Because it's not that these four players that were in it aren't athletic, because they're all really good dunkers. But no one knows them. No one really cares to know them. No one really wants to see them even though some of the dunks were really difficult and they needed to be really athletic to make those dunks. I mean, like, Budinger jumped over P. Diddy, and P. Diddy had that perfect pass to him, and I thought that was impressive, but, I mean, it was Budinger. If that was Blake Griffin or if that was LeBron James or, you know, any other big-name player out there, that crowd would have went nuts over that. But, you know, Budinger is not going to bring bring the crowd, you know, yeah. He's not going to make it exciting like other players would, which is kind of sad because there's a lot of players that have a lot of talent, but since they don't have a big name, they don't get as much uh, hype. And so maybe, I don't know, their skills aren't appreciated as much as they should be because, you know, jumping over people is pretty hard. And so I guess 
that's what we feel like is the main solution to make the dunk contest better. Um, if you have any other ideas, email us and we'll shout that out. But besides that, I think, I don't know, I just don't think it's going to get much better unless we can get big name players in it. Um, besides the dunk contest, well, I mean, including the dunk contest, what was your favorite part of um, the All-Star events? Um, I think it's, I always like the three-point contest because I play basketball and I'm a three-point shooter, so I always appreciated that. And I like watching guys when they get into rhythm and they just can't miss. And Kevin Love won this year. And uh, I'm surprised, though, because he, he's a good shooter, but his shot's really slow, so I'm surprised he got, like, finished um, on uh, when he went. And I thought Kevin Durant would win, and I was actually cheering for Kevin Durant, but... Yeah, I actually completely agree with you that the three-point contest is something that's never going to lose because, you know, everyone likes to see good shooters and it's something that's easily judged. It's like if you make the shot, you get the point. And mm -hmm. the dunk contest is a lot harder to judge and we've seen so much, so many different things. But I, I really like the three-point contest and I, I feel like the skills challenge for the point guards is really good too, even though... Some of the players don't go out with full energy, which I think is kind of lame. But I think at the end there, it was really good. And um, congratulations for Tony Parker after losing two other times. And I'm guessing he probably won't come back since he yeah, finally won. <laughs> exactly. But, dude, he is playing good lately. The Spurs won uh, 12 of their last 13. And uh, the only reason they lost against the Blazers because no one started. They didn't uh, have their starters play, so... Congratulations to him. He did well. Yeah, so talking about teams that have been hot, um, we're about midway point in the NBA right now. It's gone by really fast since it's this short season. But um, I guess, Seth, who do you think is the team to beat in the NBA right now? Um, I would say still the Mavericks since they're the defending champions. You know, you got to respect them. That's what Kevin Durant said, and I agree with him. Oh, so you just, whatever Kevin Durant says is right? <laughs> Dude, you have to respect Kevin Durant, too, and his decisions. <laughs> Don't you think? you got to take it seriously. Yeah, I guess he's the, the all-star MVP. Exactly. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I think, I hate to say it, but I think the Heat are going to win this year. I really don't like them that much, but uh, it seems like their chemistry is better, and they're just playing really well, and they're probably going to be the team to beat, even though I don't hate saying that because I want to see them lose, to be honest. Yeah, I actually agree with you completely. I think Miami is the team to beat. Um, when I watch Miami, I just think, who, like, who's going to beat this team in a seven-game series? No. I mean, they're going to have certain games where maybe they don't play as well or maybe LeBron doesn't play as well or Wade doesn't play as well. But in seven games, I don't think they can lose to anybody right now, especially... Maybe the Jazz. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, I don't think the Jazz. No. <laughs> but I just, um, I, I don't even think, I mean, Chicago, I think, is really good, but Derrick Rose has had all kinds of back problems. I think Miami would beat them. And my close second would be, I think, the Oklahoma City Thunder are, are my close second on the team to beat. And I think if OKC and Miami went to the finals, that would be a really fun matchup to watch. Yeah, because you have LeBron and Wade, and they're very athletic, along with Kevin Durant against and Russell Westbrook. That'd be a very, very exciting finals to watch, and I'd be going for the Thunder in that. 
I always go against the Heat. I think I might even choose the Lakers over the Heat, just because I don't know. I hate the Heat so much. <laughs> I'd be going for the Lakers. <clears throat> but I do respect them. They're very good and very talented. Okay. So we're looking at the standings right now, and we want to talk about who we feel will get the 7th and 8th seed in both conference, or the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference, because it seems like there's been a lot of ups and downs for some of these teams at the bottom of the the playoffs right now. And so we're going to give our start estimates. The, start the East first. Yeah, so at the East right now, we've got Miami, Chicago, Indiana, Philadelphia, Orlando, Atlanta, New York, and then Boston. And then we've got Cleveland, which is a game and a half back of Boston, and Milwaukee, which is, it looks like, two and a half games back from Boston. I think, yeah, those eight teams you just said that are in the playoffs are going to be the ones in them. It might switch around of who plays who, but I don't think Cleveland, Milwaukee, or Detroit's going to catch up to Boston or anyone. So probably the bottom two um, would be Boston or New York for me, seven and eight. So you don't think New York's going to get ahead of Atlanta, Orlando? Mm -hmm. Uh, they might get ahead of Atlanta, but I don't think they're going to get ahead of Orlando. Hopefully Boston gets up better, though, because I kind of want to see them do well. See, when I look at the Eastern Conference, I do not see Indiana, Philadelphia, Orlando, or Atlanta being contenders at all in the Eastern Conference. Even though Boston is an 8th seed right now, New York's a 7th. I can see them going to the finals more than those other four teams. I can see Boston because they have more experience, you know. They have championship experience, so that could help them out in the playoffs. But if they get the seventh and eighth seed, they're going to play Miami and Chicago. Which and could be a first round out. Be a, yeah, they might leave right when it starts. And so I'm looking at this, and I honestly think Orlando's going to lose Dwight Howard and move down to a seven or eighth seed. Where is he going? I don't know. <laughs> I just hope, no, sorry, keep going. And I think New York is going to move up, and I think Boston is going to get six or seven, and I'm thinking it's going to be Orlando and Philadelphia at that seventh and eighth seed. I know Philadelphia's fourth seed right now, but they are on a five-game losing streak, and I just don't, I don't see them playing real well. I mean, Lou Williams is their leading scorer, and... He comes off the bench, for crying out loud. He's not that great of a player, and they're going to eventually break down without a star. So is Philadelphia's success because of their coach? He's a good coach. Or they just had an easy schedule, and now it's going to get harder, and then they'll fall. Um, I or think both. it's a little bit of both, but I, I really think the team has good chemistry, and they really like playing with each other, and they're all... They all understand their role, so no one is being more than they should be, and everyone's playing good together. But in the end, I just don't think that's enough because they don't have that player that's going to take them down the stretch and win the playoff games. So I partially agree with you. Philadelphia, I could see them dropping, and Orlando if they lose Dwight. And Atlanta, they seem to always play well but then disappoint. Um, I still think Indiana's going to stay up there, though. They seem like a pretty solid team. So, yeah. Okay, so there's our predictions on the East. We're going to move to the Western Conference. And right now, 
Um, starting at the first seed, we've got Oklahoma City, San Antonio, Los Angeles Clippers, Dallas, the Lakers, Houston, Memphis, Portland at the eighth seed. Then we've got Denver, which is a game and a half back. Minnesota, which is... Oh, sorry. Denver is just a half game back. Minnesota is a game back. Utah is two games back, and Golden State is three. Do you see Do you see the seventh and eighth seed changing here? I think I see the sixth, seventh, and eighth seed changing. I think the Lakers, Dallas, Clippers, Spurs, and Thunder are going to be in the top five. But I think it's up for grabs between Houston, Memphis, Portland, Denver, and maybe Minnesota and maybe Utah. The Jazz could have a lot, a way better record right now, but they've just been blowing stupid games. They blew a 18-point lead against Minnesota and lost. Um, what but, I've noticed about these teams that are the seventh and eighth seed and just mm-hmm. under, they're teams that they blow games. Mm-hmm. These teams that are the top four seeds are the ones that they keep their leads and they keep them to the end. And these other teams are really good, and they can beat almost anybody on any given night, but they can also lose to anybody at any given night. They blow big leads. They lose to teams like Sacramento and New Orleans and Charlotte, Washington, yeah. when really they should be winning those games. They should not be losing. Because the Jazz, they lost. There's a lot of games that I've counted they could have won. They could have beat the Spurs at home. They're ahead by 10 at one point. They could have. Be, they should have beat the Hornets because they're an awful team this year. They were ahead again, eighteen against Minnesota. They could have beat the Clippers at home. There's just a handful of games that they could have won, which that could apply for other teams as well. And another thing, maybe the reason they blow games in the end because they don't have like a one go-to guy, you know? Because the Jazz don't. Minnesota, I guess Kevin Love. Denver doesn't really have a go-to guy. Um, so that could be a reason that some of these teams are kind of blowing it at the end because they don't have. When they have a scoring drought, they don't have anyone to go to to like get them going again. So you say six, seven, and eight is kind of up for grabs. Just um, from what you think, who do you think is going to grab those three seeds? Hmm. I would say. When does Zach Randolph get out, get back? Do you know? I think. Um, Pretty soon. Cause I he's think been out for a while. And it's in the next couple. I think within the next month. Um, I could see Denver getting back in, and maybe, I don't know, Houston's playing really well. I think Denver's going to be in for sure, but and I would say maybe Memphis or Portland would drop out. And Houston, they're playing well. I'd say they're going to stay in. They have a good coach. And Utah, I hope they get in, but I don't know. They have a lot of road games. Okay, so you're thinking it's probably going to be Houston, Denver, and either Memphis or Portland? Mm-hmm. That's my call. Minnesota and Utah will give it a good shot, but I don't think they'll have enough. Okay. Well, when I look at this, um, I really think Portland's in. And I don't know why, but when I watch Portland, I just think they're a really solid team. Except the road. That's one thing that I've noticed. They're not as good on the road. That's true. But they're five, a solid team. Yeah, 5-11 and 11 on the road. Um, but I don't know. I think... I think Minnesota is going to come creeping in on the eighth seed, but I think they're going to miss it this year, and next year will be the year they make the playoffs. Um, But I think, honestly, I think these three teams that are here are going to stay in it because Zach Randolph will come back, and I think they will end up getting more of a sixth seed. Do you think Denver's out then? 
But, yeah, I think Denver's out because Gallinari has been a big loss for them. He was averaging almost yeah. 18 points a game. And, I mean, they're a solid team, but it's kind of what you said before. They don't have that guy to go to in the end. Um, I've seen him go to Ty Lawson a few times, and it's just it's not really working out to win those yeah. close games. Because it's like the Jazz. They couldn't go to Hayward or Millsap or Jefferson, but, like, they don't have the same guy they're going to go to, which... That's exactly like the, the Nuggets. They can go to, a, what's his name? A, a follow? Whatever. That's embarrassing. I don't know his name. <laughs> a follow? <laughs> yeah, that guy. Him or Ty Lawson and Gallinari, but he's out. So, yeah, I think that's the Jazz and Nuggets' biggest problems. They don't have those go-to guys. Okay, so we're going to look back on that at the end of the season and see how we did. Um, go ahead and email us what you think of those final three seeds and tell us if we're idiots or if you think we know what we're talking about. Actually, go back. I just want to put my answer in concrete. Okay. Detail or whatever. So, I think I think Memphis or Portland's going to... I'll just go with Memphis. No, I'm going to go with Portland dropping out because they can't win on the road and Denver will be in. So, my six, seven, eight will be Houston, uh, Memphis, and Denver for the West. All right, there All right. you have it. So now we'll see if I'm wrong or right at the end. Okay, we've got a few other topics we want to talk about, but we don't want to run this podcast too long, so we may have to save a few of them. Yeah. But um, let's go with who is the MVP this far in the season. Big Al. Just kidding. Um, I'd have to say who it's either LeBron or Kevin Durant. And I'm just going to say Kevin Durant because I like him more. And he's a, he's a good guy, too. So I'm going to say Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, so if you get the MVP votes for being a good guy, it looks like Durant will win. But um, I honestly don't think it's LeBron. And everybody's saying LeBron out there. And the reason why is because it's not just him that's made Miami 27-7. and And it's not just Durant that's brought Oklahoma City 27-7, and but... When I look at those two teams, um, I feel like Durant has a bigger role on that team to score. A lot of the times I see LeBron, he kind of hangs off on the corner and kind of just stays out of the play, and he's not as counted on as much. And that's why I feel like LeBron isn't the MVP thus far in the season, and I think um, Kevin Durant is. Yeah, Kevin Durant, that's my final answer. I like him a lot. But I'm not jumping on the bandwagon. Are you I, sure? Yes. I'm always a jazz fan and always will be. Okay, so to end here, since we're running out of time, we just want to ask you guys what you think about um, the Boston Celtics and if they should break up their big three and just kind of forget about this season or if they have another run at the finals this, uh, this season. And also what you think about Dwight Howard and where he's going to end up. So if you can email us about those two questions there, we'll talk about that next time. We'll also throw in a a good one about who has the ugliest haircut in the NBA. Um, Dude, Webster, he's on the Timberwolves. He has a weird-looking haircut. It's like a giant mohawk. (laughs) (laughs) So if you can throw those out to us, and we'll talk about that next time. And... Another one, where D. Will is going to go. 
if he's going to stay in New Jersey or going to go to Dallas or wherever you think. That's another big one. So remember, our email is NBA Give and Go Podcast. Whoops, that's wrong. NBA Give and Go at gmail.com. This is the NBA Give and Go Podcast, and thank you for listening.